Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Let us pray, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you love us so much, Lord. You are such a good Father. You want us to be victorious, to be more than conquerors, to be successful, blessed, fully favored in life, Lord. You want us to be the light of this world, to be the salt of this world. Everywhere we go, people will see the light from heaven through us, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord. You want us to be the warrior who always win the battle of life. You don't want us to be defeated. You want us to go higher and higher in the things of God, Lord. Therefore, we believe, Father, your Holy Spirit will speak to your people this morning, Lord. We believe, Father, that you shall really speak into their heart, not just their brain, but it will drop down into their heart. Lord, I say also, Lord, and pray that you speak to young people in this room, Lord, that they will not be bombarded and you be addicted to the social media and the thing of this world so much, Lord, but they want to love you like King David, like Isaiah, like Paul, Lord, like Joseph, Lord, that they all seek God since they are young, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I would like to start a new series of teaching called More Than Conquerors. And we're going to talk about the spiritual warfare. We're going to talk about how to fight the warfare, how to win the warfare. The spiritual warfare is real because the enemy is real. We are living in the world that is full of wickedness and evil things. Therefore, we need to learn how to fight the warfare. The Bible says that we have the enemies in our life and we need to know how to fight with the enemies. When I was a young boy, I heard some kind of proverb from China. I think this proverb is quite real. The proverb says this way, if you know your strength and you know who you are and you know the strength of your enemy, you will win 100% of the time in the battle. Therefore, we need to know who we are in Christ, who is God for us, and what we have for, from God. At the same time, we need to know who our enemies are and their tricks, their way of doing things so that we can be more than conquerors and win the warfare all the time. God allow the enemy sometime to come against us in order to test our faith so that we will know who we are and we can grow spiritually. Without the test, we will not grow. We need to go through some tests. We are living in the world that we have to go through some temptation. Temptation is not a sin. It's just the way to go to sin. But we have to overcome temptation. And there are also tests in life, some hardship, some persecution, rejection. People treat us in a wrong way, we face all kinds of tests and temptation. And when we pass the test and overcome the temptation, we will be stronger and we will be more fruitful in life. So when we face temptation or test, don't complain. 
Don't be mad at God. That is a normal part of life that we have to go through all the tests. I have gone through all the tests too. Many tests in my life. And every time I overcame the test or have the victory, I grow more to the next level. When you look through the Bible, you can see again and again and again that God tests His people. No one can avoid the test from God. The test is a big subject. And the test can be two things. The test directly from God and another kind of test called temptation that the enemy, we're going to learn three kinds of enemy. I, I cannot finish today because this is a big subject. We're going to face three kinds of enemies and the enemies try to tempt us and we need to overcome both tests and temptation. Let's look at the tests that come from God. The first example in the book of Genesis chapter 22. Verses 1 to 19. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. Everyone said, test. test. God tested Abraham. God going to test you as well. He's going to test you in different areas of life. Obedience, how you spend time, how you treat your wife, how you spend your money. There are many kinds of tests. Tests of obedience, tests of faithfulness test of time, many kind of tests. God tested Abraham regarding obedience here and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Abraham had one son with his wife. Isaac, and he was an old man. So if he killed his son as an offering to God, the chance that he's going to have another son is impossible. And not only that, he was promised to have a son and an offspring afterward. But God tested him. So Abraham rose early in the morning. He did not spend seven days to pray. He rose up the next morning right away. This man really obeyed God. He really, okay, I do it. And saddle his donkey. He had faith that God can raise Isaac from the dead, I believe. And took two of his young men with him. And Isaac, his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering. And arose, went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey and the lad. And I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. He planned to kill Isaac as a burnt offering. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide. Every one say, God will provide. God, will provide. God is my provider. God will provide. Amen? Amen. For himself, the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. 
And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Wow, he was serious. He seriously obeyed God. He was passing the test. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God. You remember two Sundays ago, I talked about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We need to walk in the fear of God. When you fear God, you obey him no matter what he said to you. You fear God. Since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thick get by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, in the mountain of the Lord, it shall be provided. My brother and sister, obey God. Pass the test. He shall provide for you. Don't worry. It looks impossible, but God can perform miracles. Our God is a God who give too much fish to Peter to the point that the nets almost broke. He is a God who multiplied the loaf and the fish. He is a God of provision. Amen? Amen? Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, say the Lord, because you have done these things. Basically, you have passed the test and have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of the enemies. God bless Abraham and bless his children, grandchildren, and generations to come. How many people want God to say, bless, blessing, I bless you. Make a decision to pass the test. And the blessing will not only go down to you, but go down to the generations who come. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men and they rose and went together to Beersheba. You can see the story here that God tested Abraham. Sometimes God will speak to you something, ask you to do something. Sometimes what he say is directly from the Bible. He said this, you're going to do or not? Are you going to be rebellious? If you keep saying no and keep all kinds of excuses, you don't pass the test. So the test will keep coming. But when God says to you something and you pass the test, He's going to promote you to the next level. He will bless you. I remember many years ago, I passed the test. 
I almost graduated from University of Washington, and I could not find a job here. Very difficult to find a job in Seattle area. Very popular place, and there are job offers somewhere else with good salary, in Florida, in California, and God spoke to me, "Don't go because you are pastoring the church." I talked to my wife, "Hey, if I stay, I have no job." We have no salary. I study neurosurgery at UW for almost eight years, and now we're gonna stay here without salary, without a job. My wife said, "God shall provide." So we passed the test. I decided to say no to those jobs and stay here for the church. And within two weeks, a phone call came, and somebody offered me a job in Belleville. God tested me whether I. Obey him and sought the kingdom of God first. Or I want to seek money first. I want to seek job first. God gonna test you the same thing. He gonna test you whether you obey him or you seek the kingdom of God first. The Bible say again and again that God will test you. No exception. As long as you live on earth, you're gonna have to go through some tests. You need to have a Spirit of discernment: Is this a test from God? Am I going to pass the test? Am I going to overcome this temptation? Am I going to go through this? And no matter what come against me, I'm going to keep obeying God. I'm going to keep honoring God, doing the right thing before the eyes of God. Or I'm going to flunk the test. I want to encourage you to pass the test. Do the right thing. Obey the Bible. Obey the voice of the Lord your God. Deuteronomy chapter eight verse two say, "And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these forty years in the wilderness." If we compare to today, God lead you every single day, step by step, from here to there. Every day He leads you to humble you. The root of man's sin is pride. One of the reason that Adam and Eve sinned against God is to be wanted to become like God, pride. So God want to humble all of us and test you. He want to humble you. He want to test you to know what was in your heart. Without a test, you will not know your own heart. But when God put the test in your life, you will know your heart. Whether you love God or not, whether you are rebellious or not, whether you live for yourself, you live for the kingdom of God, or what is your motive? What did you doing? God gonna test you. What was in your heart? Whether you would keep His commandments or not, He gonna test you whether you will keep His commandments or not. Everyone have to go through the test. Deuteronomy eight sixteen. Say again, who fed you in the wilderness with manna? Which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you. Everyone say, "I want to be humble." The more humble you are, the less tests you have to go through. <laughs> But the more prideful you are, you have to go through many tests, and that he might test you to do you good to the end. You go through the test. You pass the test. The outcome is. Good. When you pass the test, good things will happen to you. The blessing will come. The favor will 
chase after you because you passed the test. How many people say, I want to pass all the tests in my life? The test of time. Sometimes God asks you to wait patiently. The test of time. Wait and wait and wait until what He promised you come to pass. Maybe the test of obedience. Maybe the test of humility. The test of love. The test of faith. So many kinds of tests you have to go through all the tests. Deuteronomy 13 verse 3 say, You shall not listen to the words of the prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. I hope you pass the test to show God that you love God with all your heart. You seek the kingdom of God first. You don't seek other things first. Now don't worry. When you seek the kingdom of God first, He shall provide for you. And when He provides for you, He'll give you better what, than what you try to get yourself, actually. What He gives to you is better than what you try to get it yourself. He wants to test your love for Him. How many people say, I love God with all my heart? Okay, God's going to test you. To see that your hand lifted up is real or you are fakey. I hope you are not fakey Chanel. You are not fakey Louis Vuitton. You are real Chanel, okay? You are real Hermes. I'm not trying to tell the husband to do something. Okay, don't take me wrong. <laughs> Psalm 66 verse 10. For you, O God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. Testing from the Lord is the way He purified us and refined us to be pure gold. Without going through hardships, difficulties, going through temptations and things in the world that we need to make a decision to choose God first, obey God or not, or love God or not, we will not be refined. You know that to refine gold, you need to put gold in a container and put the heat to make the gold melt into the liquid gold. And the goldsmith can scoop off impurity out on the surface of the gold. In the same way, he has to put some heat on you. The heat in your life, the difficulties, the disappointment. I tell you, I go through all this a lot. When I first welcomed the file of God into this church in 19. 96, 1997, oh, the hell broke loose, I tell you. Yeah. I lost about maybe 30 members, and most of them are well-to-do financially. They walk out of the church, they say, this pastor is crazy. Lay hand on people, people fall down. We don't like this church. Too much Holy Spirit stuff. They walk out, I lost about 30 members, 30 people within a few months. Then I lost all of my pastoral friends. We planned the church in Japan. And after we got the fire in, the church in Japan said, bye-bye. We don't want you anymore. Actually, we are the one who pay money for everything for them. And they walk away from us. I lost all the fr pastoral friends in America, in Thailand. I was so lonely at that time. But at that time, I had to choose between human or the file of God, the Holy Spirit. And the Lord spoke to me. 
you need to seek me. Don't seek man. So I decided to seek the fire of God. And even though I was rejected by organizations, by many pastors, but I kept on with the fire of God. And eventually I gained more back. Now I have more friends, more people. Better people come to church now than next, that generation because I passed the test. Sometimes it's not fun. It's very painful to go through the fire, the test. But we need to go through the test. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Abraham went to the test. We're going to go through the test as well. It's not fun to go to the test. But get ready. The good news is, you have to go through the test. No exception. Everyone, point to the person next to you, you too. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> you need to go through the test. Okay? It's not fun. But make a decision to pass the test. You are more than conquerors. After you pass the test, you will be promoted. You will see the higher level of blessing, higher level of influence. Just pass it, overcome the temptation. James chapter 1, verses 2 to 3 and verse 12. My brethren, count it all joy. Everyone, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. He, he, he. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. So when you go through trials, don't cry. Don't complain. Don't throw a tantrum. Just laugh. Hey, this is a time to get promoted now, okay? Knowing that <laughs> the testing of your faith produces patience. Blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been approved. He will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Not only that, you will receive blessing on earth, promotion, favor from God. God get you to the next level until you get to your destiny. But you're going to get the crown of glory in heaven when you pass all the tests. You are more than conquerors. Amen. You're going to pass out the test. You're going to win every warfare. You're going to have to go through some fire. There are four kinds of fires on earth here in the spiritual realm. Number one, that we don't want to. You know what kind of fire? Hellfire. I don't want hellfire. Actually, every time I think about hellfire, I think about our children. Parents, make sure you walk with God faithfully. You show example to your kids that God is so real. And when they grow up to be an adult, they will know that God is real. Because you don't want your kids to go to hellfire. It's not fun. You want to make sure your kids are saved and they will go to heaven. The second kind of fire is the fire of the Holy Spirit. The fire of the Holy Spirit is given to you to lead you, to purify you, to strengthen you. Number three, 
the fire at the judgment seat of Christ. When one day you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, the fire of God will come and burn the things in your life to show that you serve God out of the right motive or not. If you serve God for money, the fire of God will burn away and you will not get reward in heaven. The fourth kind of fire called the fire of hardships or trials. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 to 7, talk about the fourth kind of fire, the test, temptation, and hardships. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire. Your faith will be tested by fire, by difficulties, hardships, persecutions, rejections, wrong treatment against you, temptation from the devil, all kinds of tough things on earth. You will be tested because God wants to know that you have a genuine faith or not. May be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So if you pass all the tests, one day you stand before the judgment seat of Christ. He will smile at you. Good, thumb up. You pass all the tests. These are your rewards in heaven. This is a crowd of glory. Boom, on your head. Next one. Wow, another member from New Hope. Name, Paul. Wow, Paul, you pass all the tests. This is your crowd of glory. You pass all the tests. You're going to stand before Jesus Christ on that day. Amen? Amen. Now, in order to pass all the tests and temptation, overcome the temptation, we need to know the schemes and the tricks of our enemies. If we don't know our enemies, we cannot overcome the tests and temptations and trials in life. So from now on, that is the, just the introduction. So now I'm going to talk about who are your enemies and how your enemies work to get you, to destroy you. So we're going to learn about three kinds of enemies. Today I may go through only part of it. I will continue next time. How many people want to know who your enemy is? It's important, one part of the education in life is to know what is bad in our life. I give you example. I learned lately from the medical field that don't take too much sugar and carbohydrate. Because if you take too much, you can have problems in your body. I don't want to talk about medical field so much, but you're going to be sick and you can have high blood sugar and short life. So I try to control. I know that if you, I take too much of carbohydrate and, and sugar, I will have a short life. So I try to be, control what I eat. I need to know that my enemy is bacteria. So I brush my teeth about 10 times a day. <laughs> I dental floss two times a day to get rid of bacteria from my teeth so that I will not lose my teeth. I need to know my enemy. We need to know what is bad against us. That is 
scientific thing. But spiritual thing, we need to know our spiritual enemies. In order to be more than conquerors, we need to know who our enemies are. Two, how they work. So that we can tell, this is for my enemy. And I have to fight against it, resist it, and overcome it. Amen? If we don't know, we're going to get into trouble. Actually, interesting. Uh, two days ago, somebody texted me. It's, it's really interesting. Somebody texted me. Somebody just used your credit card, $795 to buy something. Please let us know that this is you. At the beginning, I wonder, hmm, wow, this is bad. Because my credit card now, they will text me when I use my credit card to have a second check that no one can steal my money. So I called the number right away in front of my kids. <laughs> Do you know? It's a spam. My kids heard it. Daddy, hang up right now. <laughs> I hang it up. Because somebody scammed me to get my credit card information. I did not pick up that this is my enemy at that second. But my three children say, stop, hang up right now. So I hang it up. We need to know our enemy. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Have you got that kind of text? Oh, nowadays the scam is so bad. Now that you have to be very careful. So there are three kinds of enemies against us. Are we going to talk about one at a time in detail? I like to teach everything in detail. The first enemy is Satan, fallen angels, and evil spirits. Satan, fallen angels, and demons are real. They are in the spiritual realm. Satan is in second heaven. He is not on earth here. The fallen angel are in the second heaven controlling each country. I travel to many countries and I can see that in each country there are different problems in life. When I went to Japan, when I went to Cambodia, went to different nations, I noticed that the fallen angels that are principalities that control each country cause different problems in each country. Different kind. America has two fallen angels controlling America right now of different problems. But Satan is the head of all the fallen angels. But on the planet Earth here, the workers or the soldiers of Satan are evil spirits. That's why the church needs to learn about demons and evil spirits. How they work, how we cast them out. They are real, okay? Evil spirits are real. All these Satan, fallen angels, and evil spirits come to kill, to steal, and to destroy us. They are our enemies. They are very smart and tricky. You need to know their schemes. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to depend on the wisdom of God because they're so smart. They know you since you were born. Evil spirit will follow each family. We call the terminology in the Bible, we call family spirit. What are the family spirit? Family spirits are the evil spirit that follow each family. From your grand, great-grandfather, thou, follow. 
So they know your family very well. They know your weaknesses. They know what your great-grandfather did when he was a young man. They know everything about you. They know your habit, your weaknesses. So they will find a way to attack you, to destroy you. And that's why we need to get rid of them from our generation on so that they cannot go on to our kids and grandkids. Stop it now. Start a new family line that's full of the Holy Spirit, not with evil spirit. Amen? Amen. The second enemy is our own sinful nature. So in order to fight with sinful nature, we need to crucify ourselves. We need to repent of our sin. And we need to learn how to be filled and walk in the Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the enemy of our sinful nature. We need to walk in the Spirit. This is the reason why when I bring the fire of God to the church many years ago, oh, I tell you, many carnal people in my church are not happy at all. They're not happy that I brought the Holy Spirit here because the carnality inside get mad at the Holy Spirit and they left the church. They don't like the Holy Spirit. So we need to be careful. We need to welcome the Holy Spirit who help us to overcome the sinful nature. Number three, the world system. We're not going to talk about these two now, sinful nature and the world system. We're going to talk about the first one, Satan and evil spirit. We're going to go through a few more minutes to read the scripture. I'm going to read the scripture and show you how Satan, fallen angels, and evil spirit works. Do you, do you want to recognize their work? Yes. So that you can protect yourself? Yes. Is that right? Yes. After our YouTube got stolen a few weeks ago, oh, I learned that I need to know how to protect my property now. Protect my credit card, my bank account, because <laughs> there are bad people out there. They are ready to steal everything from you. So I put in thing in my computer to protect our YouTube channel, my credit card, my email, everything. I need to protect myself. So if we don't know the scheme of the enemy, we cannot protect ourselves. We need to know the scheme of our, our enemy. Amen? Okay, First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Now we're going to learn about our enemy, Satan. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a rolling lion, seeking whom he may devour. The devil is compared to the lion who is looking for people when you are weak spiritually, physically, when you start to have bad attitude, the devil will attack you right away. I'm preparing a sermon called Victory Over Offense. Oh, that is a big subject. Offense is the bed of the devil. Good smell. Mm, that cheese. And when you bite it, that trap will hit you and you got into big trouble. So often is one way that the devil used to attack you. He will bring somebody to talk something to offend you, make you upset. You have to be very careful. You need to know the scheme of the devil. 
He will try every way to hit you, kill you, destroy you. You have to know his schemes. Amen. Amen. He loved to tempt people to sin against God. You remember the story in Matthew chapter 4. Jesus was fasting for 40 days. And the devil came at a time he was physically weak and asked him to sin against God. In the same way, we have to be strong all the time. That's why the Bible says, be sober, be vigilant, be awake all the time. One of the reasons we go to church every Sunday and we go to care group on a regular basis, we go to the discipleship group because we want to be awake all the time. If you miss church for four Sundays, your spirit gonna go down and get sleep now. And the devil look at you, ooh, he missed church for four Sundays. Now, I know he's weak, I gotta attack him. And he is in trouble. We need to keep exercising our muscle, spiritual muscle. Go to church, get prayed for, listen to the word of God, turn on the word of God every day, listen to the word of God, feed our spirit to be strong and awake and alert and vigilant all the time. Don't be sleep, don't be sleeping, don't be in a sleeping mode. Be awake all the time. Amen. Amen. Do you want to be destroyed? Do you want to be killed? No. Do you want your stuff to be stolen? No. You want to keep them well? Yes. What do you need to do? Be awake. Be vigilant. Be strong. Yes. Everyone do this. Yes. I'm strong. strong. All, the time. All the time. The devil cannot hit me. Devil hit me. Amen. Yes. This is the reason why my preaching on Sunday never been a diluted sermon. Because I destroy you if I try to dilute the sermon, I will produce weak Christians. And the devil is going to come in and slap you on the left and right. No way. You must be strong soldiers, yes. conquerors. Yes. You need to be warriors, ready to fight anytime. I used to learn Taekwondo, so this is a Taekwondo way. Ready to kick. Round kick, side kick. Anytime. Amen. So don't play with me, okay? You can be in trouble. <laughs> the reason I learned Taekwondo because my wife is, was beautiful when... She was my girlfriend. A lot of guys want to follow her. So I need to learn Taekwondo. <laughs> Matthew chapter 4 verse 2. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Jesus was hungry because he was fasting. What happened next? Verse 3. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. If you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. One job of the devil, one of his scheme is to tempt you to sin against God. He will do everything to tempt you. That's why you have to be very careful with the social media nowadays. 
we have three things that we need to deal with on a regular basis. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. All the preachers in the world who fall into sin fall into these three areas. Commit adultery, the lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes, I want a big house, nice car, so I'm going to cheat money in the church. The pride of life, I want to have fame and reputation. So I'm going to do everything to bring reputation to myself. And the devil knows that this is the weakness of people. This one, the lust of the flesh. I'm hungry right now. Why don't you make the stone into the bread so you can eat? He has a job of tempting people. We need to be careful. Don't let him tempt you. Make sure, don't get into social media that will tempt your flesh, will get you into trouble. I tell you, as a preacher, sometimes people contact me through media. Can I talk to you? And I notice that person who wrote to me is a woman. I say, oh, I can ask somebody to go talk to you, not me. I'm not going to talk to a woman on the social media. The devil can use that lady to really tempt me, to get into trouble. No. No way, I talk to my wife, I don't, talk to, I don't need to talk to you. I don't owe you anything. Hey, I'm not going to contact a woman on the social media, period. If a woman texts me, sorry, I'm not going to answer your text if I don't know you. You have to be very careful. Or somebody may text me and say, oh, you're so famous. Can you come to my country here to preach in my church? Oh, mm, I don't care about fame, fame and reputation. I don't need to go there. I need to make sure I'm led by the Holy Spirit, not by fame and reputation. Amen. Temptation. You have to be very careful, young people. Be careful because the devil will tempt you in these three areas. First Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 5. That is why when I could bear it no longer, I sent Timothy to find out whether your faith was still strong. God wants us to have strong faith. I was afraid that the tempter had gotten the best of you and that our work had been useless. Oh, I totally understand what the Apostle Paul say here. Because you invest your time on a group of people so long, but eventually they allow the devil to tempt them and they walk away from the truth of God, from the faith. And you look at it, oh, wow, I waste my five years with you. And now you allow the devil to tempt you and you yield to the temptation. I totally understand because I went through this myself so many times in my life. We invest time and money on people, but eventually they yield to temptation and they walk away. They give up. You have to be careful. Temptation is a big deal. Always ask yourself, is this a temptation? Or this is from God? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It will tempt you these three areas. Amen? One more and then I stop. Actually, there are, I think, 15 ways that the devil, 15 ways. This is number two. We're going to learn in detail, little by little, how Satan attacked you. Number one, temptation. He will lure you. He will put the bait in front of you and you bite it and you get into trouble. Say no. Say no 
when you smell the bed. Hmm, oh, so good to my flesh. No, 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 no. Walk away. Bye-bye. Amen. Amen. Husband, be careful. The devil will bring some woman to you as a bed and start to text you, talk to you all the time. You should not get involved. You are married. Don't get involved with other women in texting back and forth all the time. Don't do that. You're going to get into trouble. Amen? Don't email back and forth. Let your wife do it. You don't do it. <laughs> Revelation 12, 10. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. The second scheme of the devil is to accuse you. You're not good enough. God doesn't love you. Your nose is not big enough. You should fly to Korea to make a big nose. You're not handsome enough. You did not go to Bible school. How can you serve God? You need to go to Bible school first. You're not tall enough. Pastor Lao doesn't love you. He did not say hi to you enough. Oh, you're just a foreigner in America. Your English is broken. Your English is so bad. No, oh, you're going to serve God here. You're just a new believer. You're not important. He will accuse you everything. You remember that day you made mistake. You remember, keep, keep remembering your mistake 15 years ago. No, God forgive you already. He remember it no more. Why you remember it? You ask God for forgiveness. Move on. Don't remember the past mistake. Keep going. But he going to remind you. How many people have that experience that the devil reminded you? Accused you of your past mistake. You say, no, get out of here. I'm not living in the past. I'm moving forward to the future. Amen. Any accusation is not from God. God never condemn anybody. Accusation comes from the devil. Therefore, don't let the devil use you to accuse other people either. Don't be the mouth of the devil to accuse people. Only encourage people. Give people hope. Give people faith. Don't accuse people. So number one, he's a tempter. Number two, he is the accuser. Therefore, don't get involved with any temptation. Don't get involved in the accusation. Amen? Amen. Always think about people in a nice way. Always look at the good things of people. Okay, in conclusion today, we all have to go through tests and temptations. God will test us, test our faith, who we are, what is inside us, let us make a decision to pass the test and get promoted. Let us learn from now on in this series of teaching, more than conquerors, the activities of the enemy, how to fight spiritual warfare. I'm going to teach in detail, little by little. 
Right now, we are learning about our enemies first before we fight the warfare. And after we finish this, we're going to learn how to fight the warfare one by one, how to fight against the trick of the enemy and how the enemy try to attack us. We're going to learn little by little and we will always win. And one day, we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and we receive the crowd of glory. Remember this, always be humble. God give grace to the humble. Humble yourself all the time. Because pride will lead you to destruction. If you want to pass out the test, walk in humility. Depend on the power of God. Don't think that you know everything. You can do everything. No, depend on God. Obey God. Pass all the tests. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we learn from your scripture. That is your will for us to go through some temptations and tests. But you want us to overcome them, to have victory over them, to pass all the tests. Lord, we ask your Holy Spirit to help us to rejoice when we are going through some fires of trials, that we are able to come out with new character, with spiritual maturity. Lord, help us indeed that we will have victory all the days of our life. May your Holy Spirit give us discernment, understanding, wisdom of the tricks and the schemes of our enemy, especially the devil. Lord, even the devil tempted Jesus Christ. He will tempt us as well. Help us, Lord, to say no to temptation. And we will not entertain any accusation that come from our enemy, Lord. We're going to walk in love, walk in humility, and we're going to renew our mind with the word of God all the time. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Why don't we pray a prayer of commitment together? If you are not Christians, you can pray with me and give your life to Jesus today. Pray together. Father in heaven, I pray, Lord, that you shall help me to have victory in life. You promise me, Lord, you shall make me more than a conqueror. Therefore, Lord, give me wisdom. Give me grace to pass all the tests. I believe and declare Jesus is my Lord. He overcame death. He gave me victory. Therefore, through Jesus Christ, I am more than a conqueror. Lord, give me very sensitive spiritual eyes, spiritual ears, to understand the spiritual things. And I can, Lord, recognize the temptation the trials and the test from you, Lord. Oh Lord, I believe 
I will overcome every temptation and pass all the tests in my life. Thank you, Lord. And your blessing shall come upon me and two people around me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thankful.